Thanks again for listening to the Casually Molly podcast. Just wanted to remind everybody that we are in partnership with With Love. With Love is a handcrafted bath and body company based in St. Louis, Missouri. Founded by hubby and wife dynamic duo Stephen and Kendra Hunt in November 2016, they initially wanted to make natural products for our family to use, but God had a bigger plan. Commercial products and the uncertainty of everything that was in the household, they decided to formulate their own products with items right in the kitchen. They made a post on social media about the products they were making and here they are make sure that you are following with love on facebook and instagram have you ever wanted to get your shit together scrap it look through the lens and capture it but first world problems are getting you down disabled something need a laugh to fix that frown <laughs> Well, you can do all those things and so much more. Just grab a seat in the chair or the floor. Sit back, relax, recline. While she drops another casual line. You're tuned into Casually Molly with Molly and Bergie. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Casually Molly podcast. I am your host, Molly Ambergie. Remember that you can casually subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Google yeah. Play, your Apple podcast app, uh, Podbean, and newly Stitcher. Uh, thanks for all the loving and supporting messages from last week's episode. We had Girl Gang members Precious J and Lisa Conway on. And uh, thanks for everybody giving support about venting about our crazy coworkers. But enough about that right now. We have one of my favorite people sitting in front of me. She's fucking hilarious. I'm happy to have her. Give it up for Tina Deball. <laughs> All the class. Thanks, Denman. It's appreciated. What's girl gang? So I, we just called it the girl gang because I, I was going to have Precious J on. And then Lisa was like, well, I want to come on. So I had her on. And then here we are. So I just was like, oh, it's like a girl gang episode, basically. But, okay. Uh, yeah, I like that. It's a positive message. Ladies helping ladies. But ladies helping ladies. Ladies helping We're doing ladies. it. <laughs> Man, this Tina, is fancy. This, this is, is fancy. way nicer than my podcast. What? I, I am, love your podcast. Well, no, I just mean the setup, everything. Oh. Like, it's, uh, this is very fancy. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah. I don't feel fancy right now. I feel like I'm just sweating through my shirt. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> uh, is this the same room that Denman, that you... You do your shit in? Oh, yeah. I can say shit and fuck, right? Oh, we have explicit okay. rights, and I'm probably going to drop the fuck bomb a lot because I'm Italian, so we just say it all the time. What? A, oh, we have, <laughs> oh, we have explicit rights? Yeah, so if you need to drop, fuck this. If you need to burp, fart, do whatever you need to do because I'm a slop city citizen, uh-huh. so don't worry. You get it. I get it. Uh, Luckily, there's a bathroom uh, directly <laughs> behind Molly, so if I need to uh, take a dump, or yes. anything, I can just pop on there, no, take a shit in that sink. You de- uh, seriously, I was so happy to have you on today because what I love about Tina is that she's always how, <laughs> how I met Tina. Let's just let's just get how back did to we the meet? I don't even know how we met. I think you were just my. Uh, I say this like sh- I hired her personally, but she was my bartender over at Improv Shop. Okay, and is that how we met? Yeah, mm. you were like I remember you came over and you're like, "What can I get you?" And I was like. I think I'm just going to get does, a that does, I'm going to be honest. That doesn't sound like me. Really? Walking over being like, hi, what can I get you? I was probably like, what do you want? <laughs> Who are you? We are, one day your hair is going to be red. <laughs> it is red. You were the first people to see it. Yeah. yeah. No, you put it on Instagram, you I did. fucking dummy. I didn't you save text, it for you. <laughs> you messaged me that and were like, oh my God, I'm. you're going to be the first person to see it. 
And I was like, awesome. And then I saw it on Instagram. So I was like, cool. Everything's ruined. Yeah, everything's ruined. This oh, man. Okay, I so <laughs> I walked up to you at, at, at improv, improv Shop. Shop. How long ago was this? This Probably. was like two years ago. That's How long have you been doing comedy? It's almost three years now. So, wow. Yeah. But I just thought you were Ugh. hilarious, and then I saw your work, and I was like, I love Tina because you're just true to yourself, and you're just fucking real. Like I get that's why this episode's like casually not giving a shit because mm-hmm. like obviously you're a loving and caring person. But what I like well, about that's you, that's kind of you. But what I love is that you do give just like zero fucks, yeah. And you like tell a story. It's genuine. It's real. So tell us how we got there. How did we get to Tina Dball doing comedy? Man, I don't even fucking know. I was talking <laughs> I was talking about this the other day because uh the therapist that I did have went on maternity leave for she was on maternity leave for a few months and then she came back and ended up leaving again and is like doing private practice whatever. So, now I'm getting a new therapist and I met with her for the first time and I I was talking about this with her the other day. Like I was about to say do you like how's like having a new therapist versus you know what I mean like I switching I mean not fun. <laughs> I ame- I sorry, I just burped. I already oh, started okay. crying in the first uh ep- or the I was gonna say first episode. Uh <laughs> on the first episode yeah. of me seeing my therapist. Yeah, with the first meeting, like already started crying and I was like, Why am I crying? this is so fucking lame. I can't believe I'm crying. Cause I it, it I feel like sometimes I seem like a person who everyone's like, Oh, Tina never fucking cries. Like she's You don't give that off at all. Yeah. Like I'll be honest. You don't do you think I cry? Not at all. No. <laughs> and I mean that in the nicest way possible. No, like, I don't think you've ever cried. <laughs> like I'm just like, you're so confident. So I'm always like, I'm like, your personality no, is kind of who I aspire to be. So man, like <laughs> that's so funny because um, yeah, I I uh I don't feel that way all the time. So that's very, that's nice. What you're giving off, I feel like, is like you're the typical Renaissance woman. Like you're doing comedy. You have a podcast with, you know, comedy PIC Libby Higgins uh, and Randy Cash. PIC, partner in crime. Partner in crime. Oh, yeah. I had to learn this lingo, Mm -hmm. you know. And then on top of it, like you're doing all these shows and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, and not, I say Renaissance woman, not just because you have a love for Renaissance fairs, but <laughs> like, <laughs> that's exactly what I thought of. It, literally, <laughs> when you said Renaissance woman, I pictured uh, kind of like a midsummer vibe, but like a lot of people in a circle, like braiding the, you know, the totem pole or <laughs> yeah. whatever the fuck. I went to a lot of Renaissance fairs in my day. I so believe that. I believe you're it. a theater person. Oh, now. yeah. Theater people. I bet there are sects of theater people that are like, I fucking love Renaissance fairs. Oh, and then yes. I bet there are some that are like, I do not fuck with Renaissance fairs. Oh, of course. Oh, my gosh. I went to the like, they had like a mud throwing contest where you like threw the mud. I went to see the jousting. I had a turkey leg. Mm-hmm. I was very passionate about it. So I was like, I kind of wish I knew Tina growing up because then I just, you know, would have known somebody who liked Renaissance fairs too. So. Yeah. But Have you seen a picture of me when I was like a little kid? Oh, of course. Where I'm like yes. in my stupid dress <laughs> and I have like the dumbest tennis shoes in the world on. Like I have the kind of tennis shoes on that you would wear if you're diabetic and like just like <laughs> not doing well. Like literally like you you got these shoes fitted at a place and they cost $200. <laughs> The outfit is comically bad. It is so terrible. I I look at that picture and vividly remember that time in my life where I was like, 
hey, mom, can I just have like cool white socks? <laughs> like, I just want cool white socks or cool oh black socks. I want some slick socks. And my mom is like, no, you get <laughs> a pack of six with all different colors. Like, they were such bad colors. I don't know why. Yes. You would think that the white and black socks would have been cheaper. Right. Because if you add any kind of variety into things like that, like, it's going to be more expensive. Yes. You know? I totally get it. And my mom was such a bargain hunter when I was a kid. So it's it's very... So was mine. So I get that feeling. Because you have the Russian background and I have the Italian background. Yeah. And both of those kind of women, like, they don't hold back. What's <laughs> your mom's name? Patricia, but it's Patricia in Italian. So. Damn. <laughs> We're learning a lot today. But mine was, at least you had like cool colored socks. Like if you ever see, I looked so fucking awkward. I had like overalls. I thought it, I thought it was cool <coughs> to do like the one strap off thing. The overall, so, on the overall? On the overalls. And I had these long white socks. Oh man, so socks. your little titty was going to fall out. Oh yeah. Oh you totally. You can't do that. Just- <laughs> You're a kid walking around and... and- your little titties gonna fall right out. <laughs> well, luckily I had a t-shirt on in some of these. So okay. I even looked cool. Well, yeah, your t-shirt. Nobody was doing that back then. Like, oh, kids, no one was. No kids. <laughs> did, we probably had like a shitty YMCA shirt that our mom got from a garage sale. Oh, of under course they did. Yes. Oh, totally. I was definitely the most attractive, and I for some reason my mom bought me like this Coca-Cola brand mm-hmm. of clothing. So everybody's like, do you just have an obsession? With Coca-Cola. And I was like... No, my mom got it really cheap at Kohl's. Please leave me the fuck alone. Exactly. Meyer. That was... I don't know if you're Uh, familiar with that. Meyer still even exists anymore. Meyer? It was a... Yeah, it's a brand. It's like in big red letters. Denman, have you heard of Meyer? No. No. No one has. See, no one even knows, cares. It's irrelevant. Did you grow (laughs) up in St. Louis? I grew up in Cincinnati, actually. I grew up in Ohio. Wow. Yeah. What the fuck made you move here? I went to SLU. That oh, okay. It. I went, yeah, in college, and everybody's like, do you want to go back? And I was like, SLU was great, but it was fine. I was ripped my hair out for four years, but I made it. So. Oh, like, really? <laughs> I was a double major in theater. Oh, I thought you journalism. meant, like, trictillomania. Like, you were literally <laughs> ripping your hair out. I was like, wow. I know, really? What you have such vibrant red hair <laughs> today, so you're very lucky. <laughs> oh, I'm very lucky. Still here. Uh, but today, well, now that we know, Tina, Tina, what shows do you have coming up too while we are talking? What about do this? I have? When does this episode come out? So <clears throat> tomorrow. Oh, it does. Wow. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're really crunched for time. <laughs> you're like, she better make She it. better she give me better. a schedule right now. Oh. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Where's my phone? Well, you're at Top Golf. We'll talk about that too, right? Yeah. I, I can't believe how fun those shows are. Yeah. Dude, that place, it feels like Vegas. Have you been to it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I went to a rehearsal oh, yeah, dinner. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, how did that go? It Were was they literally like, like shout out to wings? Lindsay and James for inviting me. Um, me. So, God, I'm gross. Uh, it's all right. Keep it keep it going. There's a hole in my underwear in case anybody needs to know. <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> Denman's like, remember when I decided to come in on Saturday and help you guys with the soundboard? Oh, <laughs> this my is God. great. But anyway. There's a hole in my underwear. And that's why I invited like, Tina. Do you need me to keep the mic? Like, do you need me to be part of this? Like, you this can. Is, this is, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just over here, like, miming reactions to the great stuff you're saying. We'll throw, here. keep it on. And in case I got to turn to you for some, some answers. Yeah, Denman is, for those of you that don't know, Chris Denman is, uh, I'm sure a lot of people that are listening yeah. to this podcast know who he is. But uh, for those who don't, he's a Renaissance man. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> 
No, uh, we're. I guess we're in his studio or whatever. It's not his studio. He it's doesn't own it. Like I don't want studio. you guys to think that he He's like a, owns do. it. Oh, you do own it. <laughs> He's aren't you? Do you a, really? You a co-owner, part owner, all owner. Well, yeah, there's there's four owners of the company. Midcoast Media, Midcoast.media for more information. All right. So look Fuck there, you. guys. Fuck you and your shameless fucking self promotion. Meanwhile, I have a hole in my underwear and don't own shit, so it's okay. I, I feel like P Diddy. I'm I'm stepping all over your uh, your creative. No, you're not. Oh, you're no. doing great. No. I'm just letting people know that if they're like, who the fuck are they talking yeah, to? We're not that there's like, a yeah. fucking guy in the room. Because <laughs> this is a like, <clears throat> you know. God. <laughs> so fucking annoying. So and if this is we casual. yeah, if we go to him for something because he's in the room, we're you know it's okay. Yeah. Just want everyone to know. Um, I still can't <laughs> believe you own this. I don't even own a house. Co. Co. Okay. I don't. Again, I don't co-own anything part. either. So it's well, you know. Must be nice. Must be nice. To mm-hmm. Have all this equipment to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Must so be Tina, nice. you performed in Top Golf last night. Yeah. Oh yeah, I went to that rehearsal dinner, and it was like a buffet, and there were wings. So uh-huh. you're not wrong. And then we played golf, and I'm not very good at it. So was it fun though? It like, was fun. I I was talking about this with someone last night. I re- really I enjoy games and things like that. Like they're you very do. they're very fun. I like it. I'm not necessarily good at them. Like I could I I'm just not good with balls. Like I'm not good with softballs, soccer balls, baseballs. I'm not gonna never okay. never had any training. Um. But I feel like golf is much more low-key and it chill, mm-hmm. you know, but it's very, it, there's no other forces going on. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> exactly. when you're playing softball, it's like, okay, you got to like look out and like, you know, hope that everything is okay and that, you know, no one fucking hits you with the ball or that you don't get out. Like in golf, it's just like your worst enemy is like the sun. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the thing it's is, like, though, oh, it's hot out. They're we'll like, bring don't visor, hit the pussy. people. Don't hit the people that are in the golf carts. And then, of course, because like you've been drinking and you're having a good time, of course, you'll hit like a ball and it hits the golf cart. And you're just like, fuck <laughs> me. I can't. Is that one of the rules? Like, don't hit the golf cart? And sometimes people, I guess, because they're, of course, there's, they have those rules in place because there's always somebody that breaks those rules. Um, But yeah, if you ever go to Top top Golf, whatever, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you, you can go there, order food, drink. You can adjust the heat, and then you can hit the golf like ball into anything, but you just can't hit the golf cart. And, of course, I'm sure somebody was like, I'm just going to keep hitting it or whatever. This episode sponsored by Top Golf, yes, guys. Give me uh, some Top money. Golf. <laughs> and, yeah, dude, they're raking I got to pay in. for this fancy space, guys. So we could, yeah. <laughs> they're fucking raking it in at Top Golf. They are. So. I'm telling you. It, it was so <laughs> organized, too. Yeah. Like, I walked in, and this girl's like, hi, how are you? What can I do for you? And I was like, whoa, you're 14. You know, like, <laughs> she was really young. And, like, it was just like a well-oiled machine. It seriously felt like it a fucking a hotel in Vegas. It, it does feel like Vegas. Not that I've ever been, but I have a feeling it would be that way. Yeah. It's just very, like, resorty kind of. And, oh, like, okay, yeah. like, we have this for entertainment and this. And they've got this going on. And, like, you can have food and you have all these fun drinks. And here's a suit, gift shop or whatever. You know, like, it's it's fancy. It's super fancy. Speaking Excuse of fancy. Me, I have post-nasal drip. That's all right. I don't even know what that I means. I had both flu A and B, so. You <laughs> did? What's the difference? The uh, flu A is the worst one. Um, you have nausea. You throw up. You can't blow your nose. And I had a host for Erica Rhodes at Helium. 
within the same point. So Bobby Jaycox, who's another local comedian here, was like, are you okay? And I'm just like, oh, just putting on my makeup so I don't look dead. So, but oh, no. I just had a drug. I went, got Tamiflu, but I hosted through, I powered through, got through it. It was my first time ever hosting Helium. But shout out to uh, Bobby for looking out for me. And then Erica Rhodes, of course, was the bomb. So Did you tell them that you had the flu or did you lie? Well, so I didn't know at I would first. Lie. The first day I didn't know I had it. And so when I went in, they gave me a flu test and they were like, oh, it's just a virus. It's a viral infection. And I was like, how do you get these? And the doctor goes, existing. And I was like, oh, so now I just don't have to fucking exist. And then maybe I'll be... Okay, so I was like venting to Bobby about it. He was like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, that's who just says morbid. that? So then I went the next day again because I was like, something's wrong. Sure enough, I get a flu swab. And so I took Tamiflu. But I wasn't contagious because it had been 48 hours that I mm-hmm. had it or whatever. So I told Erica, I was like, just a heads up. And she's like, I am so proud of you because you're powering through this. And she's like, and you're doing good. And I said, oh, good i hope that's i think it's just speaking of casually not giving a shit i think that's what happens is like i've been always the kind of person that gets into her head a lot so because i was sick i was on drugs i was like fuck it i'm doing what i love i have a great opportunity i've got two people in here that support me yeah audience is a lot of fun so it was like one of the best sets i ever did because i was drugged up just to a point where I was like, let's do this. And yeah. so everybody's like, you seem so relaxed. And I was like, believe it. There was a I'm lot. I'm high as fuck. I'm high as fuck. I'm just That's behind why. the scenes here. Yeah. And yeah. And then again, Erica Rhodes and Bobby Jaycox were awesome. Yeah. I feel like there's a part of you that will just, there's been times I did the uh, stand up with the flu one time where yeah. I was like, I probably had type A or whatever. I yeah. mean, I was like so fucking ill and um, you, you're able to just turn it on. Yeah. For those like 20 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, whatever it you're is. Doing. And you're like, I'm turning it on. And then afterwards you're like. Oh, you uh, yeah, that's what I did in the green room. I was just away. like, but shout out to Helium staff for they all made me hot tea with lemon. They were like, we're going to take care of you, girl. Little and Ryan baby. And, oh, my God. It was it was actually really cute. Nice. But I want to hear about your shows because I love yeah, the yeah, picture. Yeah. There we go. The picture. Very fun picture. Uh, I got that picture at the Rhino. It's a picture of me doing doggy style act out. So I like it. Pretty fun. I've seen it. One of my favorite bits of Tino's. Pretty fun. The bit's good, guys. It's very good. Very <laughs> proud of it. <clears throat> so... Tonight, I have three shows at Topgolf. Can you believe that? Yes. That's fucking crazy. And I, it's 5 p.m., so it's like... I didn't realize I 5 mean, p.m. Okay. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's early. And then 7 and then 10. It's going to be a long fucking night. Is the 5 p.m. like a happy hour show? No, I don't fucking know. It's for <laughs> old elderly people that are having dinner. A bunch of fucking elderly people. Um... It's going to be odd, but no, they've, they've been fun. And then I am doing uh, March 12th through March 14th. I'm opening up for Beth Stelling at oh, I Helium. I love her. Yeah. She's funny. Mm-hmm. She's great. I um, am. So, yeah, I'm opening up for her. And then I will be at the Improv Shop on March 21st with Libby. Oh, perfect. And that'll be fun. Um, and then I'm in Raleigh. March 27th and March 28th. And then I, I feel like I have more stuff going on. Oh, I got a really fun show coming up, but we can't talk about it yet. Okay. So. Well, we'll just have you back when the fun show comes on. Have me back. Have you back. But uh, speaking of the titles or today's, oh my gosh, man, I must be exhausted today. <laughs> like maybe it's the hair. But yeah. Uh, yeah, your hair just like 
it you're just automatically like you don't have to care about it. I don't have to give a shit. You anymore. don't have to give a shit because you got this bougie ass red hair, <laughs> and everyone's gonna fucking know. It's all right. I already got stopped, and I got stopped in the store yesterday by this woman, and she goes, "I'm so sorry, but you look like a superhero to me, and I just want to be you." And I said, "Thank you." And then I bought my tilapia. Yeah, while you were holding seven jugs of ice cream. Right. You're like, thank, thank you so much. I hate myself, but thanks. Um, uh. Speaking of confidence, I'm going to go cry now. Bye. Yeah, gotta go. <laughs> uh, what I want to hear from you, though. So I told Tina, I was like, we're going to do casually not giving a shit, which, by the way, we have a merchandise mug now for the podcast that says that. So Is that that mug? It's not It's not this mug. Oh. This mug is from the Denman collection over in the uh, in the studio. Uh, it's, you know, the fancy mid Denman owns mug. that coffee he, cup. Basically. I just want oh, everybody me. to know that. He co-owns it with four people. Yeah, he co-owns <laughs> the coffee mug. This coffee mug can be switched in four ways, so it's yep. okay. I appreciate it. You've hit your uh, allotted contractual agreement to give me shout out, so. That's, That's right. really, yeah. really Thank great. You. part of using the studio. Is yeah, there exactly. really a bathroom in there? There yeah. is. Can I use it? There's a shower, too. Yeah. I'm 100% serious. I've done this during Slop City. It, yeah, I need to take a shower. Yes. Real quick. Do you guys mind? <laughs> I'm just going to bathe really quick. No, but can I really yeah, use it? Yeah, go for it. Just, all right. Well, then what I'm going to talk about while you're what? in the bathroom. I'll hang out, I'll hang out with you. Yeah, exactly. hang out with Molly. We're you guys will get to hear Denman. about Deadman. Kind of. Use the the guest book. We take care. Of, we take better care of the outside one. Let's take yes. care. Let's do that. Just go out there to the left. Well, while Tina's taking a shit, <laughs> I'm gonna actually yeah, you're ask Denman. Oh no, yeah. God no! I already actually I. You know what? I'm not even gonna talk about what happened in the bathroom. I spilled coffee all over. I told you I spilled coffee all over with me. And Sorry I, to hear that. It was okay, and I I had to just change in the bathroom, take off all my clothes in case anybody was worried. Is but. That- <laughs> That was my next question. Yes. Yeah. How much? So how much? wait, but then you switched to all black, so you do look like a superhero. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I I actually chose all I don't black be just you. because I know. <laughs> you don't. It's okay. Hey, Jimmy's like, cool. I know Jimmy's like. Yeah, I'd hang out with him. I know. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Jimmy was like, so how do you feel about your hair? I was like, I feel good, and he goes, Well, you look good. It's just gonna take some getting used to, but. Oh, that's. I great. was like, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Would you prefer he gave you a super over the top, like, I can't believe you're so brave, you're beautiful. Oh, I wouldn't want that either. Because it wouldn't wouldn't be Jimmy. Because then you're like, then you're also like, was I terrible like a week ago? Well, that's the thing. Yeah. But he's, I will say in his defense, he says that whenever I get like bangs or I grow out my bangs, like anytime there's just like it's a change in the hair, he's like, it'll just take some getting used. I think that's just his way of being like, oh, I used to see you one way (laughs) and now I'm going to see you another way. Right. <laughs> but Denman, yeah. do you have a story where you casually did, gave no shits? Gave no shits. Wow. Um, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm sure. Like every day of my life, I guess. I don't know. You, uh, <laughs> I'm trying, like immediately I go to like <laughs> screwing up with like people you date where you're like, okay. <laughs> or like they tell you something that's like yep. super important to them. And I'm like, all right, I got to go do this thing. Casually giving no shit. So like, what would give me like? Let's hone down on this. Like, what are you, what are you looking for? Like, you're well, just like something extraordinary that happens, and you just truly don't care. I told Tina, I was like, either one is fine. Like, if something positive happened to you, where like I don't give a shit, and all these good things happen, it's great. Yeah. Or if there was something where it was kind of negative, and you're like, fuck it. Like we just talked about too, like how I had yeah. the flu and I gave zero fucks. It's really 
It's your story. It's up to you. I'm trying to see I, when Denman never right. gave a shit. This Let's is, see here. This is like this is so dumb and so like of course. That's all right. There was a guy. I was at a concert at Mississippi Nights at this old like famous venue here, and I was like I don't know, 18 or 19. On or the landing. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. never went. Heard a lot of stories. Though. Yeah. It was the real <laughs> I bet deal. you got wrecked. I saw like Andrew WK there. And, yeah. Like, some fun bands. Wow, but, that's iconic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yes. almost as good like, as seeing Bob Dylan, exactly. you know? Yeah, it's pretty much the same No, Andrew thing. WK yeah. is tight as fuck. Yeah. I, I've gone down a rabbit hole of that whole story. It's crazy. He's like it, a private school kid from Michigan. Like, fucking what, insane. He made it all up. Damn. It's all, I think all of the conflict with that, like, Steve, what's the guy's name? Steve Mike. I don't know. Do, have you? You need okay. Every single person. Andrew WK's is weird. He's a musician, and then like he like it was like oh he's so rad, but it's really like it's kind of manufactured rock party rock. Yes. Silliness. And you gotta look like, into it. The, go the, down. Go to his yeah. Wikipedia page and read about it. He like started this crazy conflict with this person Steve Mike, but a ton of people think that Steve Mike is Andrew WK. Oh, okay. What? And that Andrew WK like created this conflict and stuff, and I'm like, oh, this makes sense. He's like. A private school kid. Like, yeah. He's like, what am I going to do today? <laughs> you know? Right? He's like, I'm going to trick some people and go to OzFest for a year. For yeah, it's whatever. ridiculous. Uh, it's, he's a whatever. But so no, I said Andrew WK because like all the other shows I went to at Mississippi Nights were like All-American Rejects and like the format of course and they Circus were. Survive or something. Wow. Like, yes. kind of thing That's crazy like, they had those people there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so the format like cool... became fun. Too that band Fun that's like huge Grammy winning yeah. band. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The format was this like Tonight. fun and yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Let's not listen to me. And sing. then also, oh, here's a funny one. As I take over the episode, that's all right. The, uh, I asked you what I was your into story this was. music, but like, do you guys know who Skrillex is? He's like the yeah, biggest yeah, yeah, yeah. dubstep DJ in the world. Like plays I'll like stadium. Yes. Wow. He's, his motherfucking name is Sonny. And he was in an emo band called From First to Last. Hell yeah. <laughs> he was like, hey guys, what's up? It's Sonny. Let's, let's rock out. And then <laughs> he, he's gone for a couple years and you're like, they're like, Skrillex is this new crazy DJ. He's revenue loose. I'm like, that's fucking Sonny. I saw that guy. <laughs> that guy's from like, the East. what? So yeah, but Cavs not giving a shit. I remember like somebody doing a mosh thing and like had punched like three or four people. And I didn't mean to, but I ended up like uh, hitting a guy in the face and just like, he's like, that's what I think about. He died. Yeah, he's dead now. He didn't he's make dead. it. Definitely, like, there was, like, something bad that happened with it. And he looked like an idiot, but I just didn't even realize it happened. And that's the first thing I think of, because my friends were like, you just laid that guy out. And I was like, oh, I was watching uh, Whatever, Tina and I hate mosh pits. Okay? I <laughs> no, the guy punched, like, three people. And then a, I guess he, you know, things came together. And, yeah. It, like, I've talked about this on Slap City, and... Just how uncomfortable mosh pits make me. Yeah, like they make me so uncomfortable. Like, have you seen Gummo? No. no. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't say watch it, but uh, watch it. When I watched Gummo, I was so fucking ripped, and it's like a very like, you know, it's shot in a really kind of crude way, and it's like highlighting the tri like the trials and tribulations or whatever that fucking word is of <laughs> people in a town <laughs> devastated by a tornado so yeah. it's like really you know very everyone's very poor everyone's still like recovering and like this town is like fucked in middle america and um they're they show you so many different people and you know like glimpses into everybody's lives and it's like i said it's shot very very crudely 
And right. there's one scene where... <laughs> <laughs> I love like she just starts laughing and then I'm two, like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> There's one scene where these two brothers are like in their kitchen and they're they've both got kind of like that like racist skinhead haircut. Oh, it's not a haircut. They, they just don't have any hair. Um and like their their heads like fucking bicked and they're like fucking around and kind of like fighting, you know, like, ha yeah, man, what's up? You know, like even the vibe of it. And there's no one's talking in this whole shot. And these guys are kind of like fucking around, like Haha, pushing each other. And they're like fucking around. And then they literally start fighting and actually beating the shit out of each other. And the whole time you're watching the scene, you're like, wait, what the fuck's going on? Like, <laughs> what's happening? But it's like, they're trying, like, Rafe, my boyfriend and I were talking about, it. he's like, dude, this is what people do in towns where they don't have shit to do. Like, they're all just fucking around with each other. And shit, like, gets turned from zero to 90, 90. Yeah. so fucking quick. Like, this scene made me so uncomfortable, but I could not stop laughing because they would stop fighting for a second and then they would like go at it again. Like, <laughs> like I'm what? telling you, you gotta fu- just look up gummo fight scene. I'm ready. You will, we were just watching fights earlier. So yeah. So you'll like start laughing, but then you'll feel so uncomfortable because it's like, you know, these guys, but you don't know them. Does that make right. sense? Like you've yes. seen two pe- guys before be like, oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Like. No, we're just, we're just fucking around. Dude, you just touched my fucking face. And then, like, they really get into it. And then you're like, holy fuck, they're wailing on each other. They're fucking, they're beating each other's fucking asses. And it's so uncomfortable and spooky. And I do not know why. Oh, it's mosh pits. That's why. <laughs> That's how it makes me uncomfortable. Because I don't know if people are, like, just having a good time when they're moshing. Or, like, if I'm going to get punched. And it's yeah. like, dude, I've been throttled around and shook in a mosh pit before. And I, like, one of my friends loved him. And I was like, I really am not having a good time. No. I don't like the way everyone's face looks. I don't I don't like this at all. No, not at all. I, I feel I'm scared. Yes. Because yes. it's uncertainty in a mosh pit. You don't know where this is going to go. So I will dumb. say. And someone's <laughs> like, going to take something out on you that oh, yeah. they hold deep in their heart. You oh, know? totally. Like, when people are pushing really hard in a mosh pit, they're not just raging to rob zombie or whatever their fucking... Step, their stepdad touched them. Like, yeah. Yes. Something something deep inside of them, they are, they're pushing you for that. And I don't like that. Absolutely. So. Oh, I agree. The one time I was ever in a mosh pit... So it started out... The first time I was ever in a mosh pit, I was in high school. Okay. Sound, it sounded really fun because I got lifted up in the air like something <laughs> out of a movie. Oh, that's so cute. It was like, and I was like, oh, I feel like so angelic. And then out of nowhere, this guy was like, you're the biggest bitch I've ever met. Or <laughs> and I was like, what? And he likes, you look like my ex-girlfriend. You're the biggest bitch I've ever met. And I was like, well, fuck you and fuck your ex-girlfriend. And I like walked away. I guess that's when I casually didn't give a shit. It was fine. And I was like 17 with blonde highlights. I was like, okay. Oh, man. I, I, I don't know. I guess his girlfriend or his ex looked had blonde highlights That's not so red hair but he was like you're the biggest so i went from like this high of being like everybody loves me to you're the biggest bitch i've ever met dude that's how it goes <laughs> you're never gonna please everybody oh. there are times where i'm like yep. oh yeah like <laughs> there are like libby and i did a show recently yeah. um oh was that the one in, in um, sedalia yes how did that go it was great. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. We did, It was me, Libby Higgins, and Merritt Lemons, who's a comic in Kansas City. Okay. And she's actually moving to L.A. right now. She's great. Nice. But um, 
Yeah, so Libby Higgins and I, like, whatever, we walked six people during the show. Six people got up and they left. So, and everybody else was having such a good time. And they were, they loved it. Like, the crowd was fucking awesome. We had somebody drive, like, I, and I'm, I'm just retelling things I've said on Slop City, but I don't give a fuck. That's all right. Um, I'm gonna... casually not fucking giving a shit right now, okay, y'all? Because I'm telling you a fucking story. Guess what? You know, fuck you. Um, <laughs> but, like, I could not focus on anything else other than the six people that left. Even though been there. <laughs> people bought merch and they were having such a fucking good time afterwards and talking to us. People drove a long way to come see us and they were so excited. And like people were so fucking nice. But the few people that we walked, at, it was like six people out of 150. And even the people. But you focus on those six people. Yes. I know. <laughs> and e- the people even admitted like. I don't know who told us. Maybe it was like one of the people running the show or whatever was like, yeah, these people left or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah? <laughs> what'd they say? <laughs> what'd, they, what'd they say when they walked out? Yeah, I want to know. And the lady who was doing tickets, she's like, well, I'm not really sure. I didn't talk to them. Let me, uh, let me see. And I was like, find somebody who talked to them. Absolutely. I want to fucking talk to whoever mm-hmm. I want to talk to whoever spoke to them. And the guy's like, well, you know, it's like the guy, the owner or whatever, the manager of the place, whatever. He's like, well, like we, you know, we still kept their money and their local staples in this, you know, in oh, this their town. local staples. Great. Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> you know, they're so they they said they were like, well, you know, it just wasn't our taste. The first woman, which was Libby, uh, the first woman Who's was fantastic. talking yeah. about her butthole and you know we just didn't really like that and then the second girl came on which was me and (laughs) they're like you know and she was just so vulgar you know just you know fuck every other word and you know just very very vulgar you know but i mean i think so we don't the- watch the godfather yeah so you know just i've never that. seen the godfather oh it's need right. to see it i've been um, raised on it so that's the only of reason. course you have yeah, Joe um, over here that's <laughs> so funny you guys like have a photo of him framed in your home we might as well yeah that's so all good yeah but, but i like could not uh, i these people were like uh well you know like we I mean, it just isn't our taste, but everyone else is having a good time. So, you know, it's just not our taste. And even though those people like admitted, like everyone else isn't really enjoying it. They're all laughing. We just didn't like it. It was too crude. I still could not get over these people. And I was like, I almost was like, what's their fucking address? I'll go to their (laughs) fucking house right now. I'll go to the fucking house and I'll tell them what's up, you know? Yeah. It's like you just, you can't focus on anything other than that. I'm like, and what I should have done is just moved on and gotten over it. But I was, I'm still, I'm still fuming about it right now. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't blame you. I, my, my brain works that way too. Fucking get them, you know, like it's, and I, I shouldn't be that way. And I'm sure Denman, you've been there too, where you're like, but it's just a psychological thing. You're like, wow, all these people had a fucking good time, but these people like, you know, and especially when they throw in your face, well, I don't know. They were local staples. You know, you're like, oh, "Oh, is there a fucking staples in this city? (laughs) I bet there fucking isn't. But there isn't shit. But you have a pussy ass office. Dollar General, you use it in Office Depot. <laughs> the fuck out of here. 
I'm not shitting on Dollar General. There is uh, actually some very good things there. There is. I do. I got milk there the other day. So, <laughs> so good. <Yeah>. Super <laughs> random. I was like, had to pay my rent. And oh, so that's... I was like, you know what happens? You're like, all my money went to my shelter. So I need to go get milk at the Dollar General. But It's like, <laughs> yeah, let me pop into Dollar General and get a pair of leggings that doesn't really fit. And then also a jug too. of milk. <laughs> me too. I definitely. I'm definitely I have shorts from there. Yeah. And then I got, yeah, we had to go to a wedding and Jimmy just put a $20 bill in like an office envelope. And I was like, babe, we got to look a, a little less trashy for this nice wedding. So I just like, I say this, like we didn't go to Dollar General and just buy a wedding card, <laughs> but it was like a dollar. So I was like, this looks good. It's got a little message. So not sponsored, but if you want to go to the Dollar General, you may run into Tina and I getting leggings that may or may not fit us. Yeah, we'll be there. Milk and We'll probably order some Adormi lingerie that may or may not fit us either. So yeah, it's okay. <laughs> that's definitely how that fucking goes. Oh, man. I don't know, man. I feel like the idea of not giving a shit is so much more of like a, an action than yeah. anything. Because I think there are people that would see me and even you said it you're like oh my god you're so confident wow I want to be like you and I'm like man I'm always second guessing what I'm doing even when I'm like I don't give a shit and I'm like fuck you you fucking you know <laughs> Trump loving motherfucker whatever they are you know but then I'm still kind of like oh man like I hope they like me still you know yeah. like you you still are so uh, I don't know it's like I'm always even when I'm act when I'm not giving a shit it's like an active choice yes does that make sense yes, where it's it like does. yeah sometimes it seems like it's like very much like a vibe and whatever and I think that I've gotten better and better at it as I've like gotten older and I I I feel like the first time I really like trained myself to not give a shit was um there was an event that happened when I was very young in like middle school or whatever. And um, like I was a, I was assaulted, but afterwards everybody found out about this, but everyone was like, Oh, you're such a fucking whore. Like, so whatever. I'm, I'm going to go murder somebody. I I'll know be right it's, back. it's terrible. Yeah. Well, but nobody ever asked me. Nobody was ever like, Hey, you're younger than this guy. Like maybe he like raped you. Yeah. You know? No one ever asked me. And everybody just, and I remember. Everybody's fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. And I was so young and you're very impressionable when you're young. You know what I mean? Like I was in eighth grade just trying to fucking fit in and like just drunk at a party, whatever, doing yeah. all, whatever the fuck you do when you're young and yeah. shit went wrong mm -hmm. and thing, you know, but it's like no one not one person asked me afterwards, like, hey, are you okay? Everybody just, like, jumped on the fucking bandwagon and was like, you're a fucking whore. Like, I mean, this was, like, my entire school district. It was, like, a fucking Lifetime movie. It was crazy. But there was, like, a, a like, self-defense mechanism, I feel like, that I just, I, that was the moment that I started being like, you cannot let these motherfuckers know that they got to you. Even though I did care and I was sad and I wanted people to like reach out and talk to me or whatever. I was like, no one's going to do that. Cause it was, it, I was so young and I didn't understand how the world worked, but I was able to like watch. It was like, I, I was like looking at myself from above and looking at everybody else from above as well. And I was like, all of you people are fucking sheep, man. You're fucking sheep. And none of you said shit. 
None of you asked me. All of you were just going with like whatever this fucking person said. You know, it was like, it's, that's how middle school and that's how high school is. I feel like, I feel like everybody has that too, where it's like, hopefully you're lucky enough to not be the person that's like made fun of or bullied mm. or whatever the fuck. It, like, I'm sure you had that where it's like, fuck, I remember that in middle school. There was like one kid, one kid that yeah. fucking they got the shit end of the stick. And it's I like, do. I remember that. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I feel like everyone has that. And maybe it's like elementary school or like, a, you know, it could be like, yeah, this kid shit his pants in fucking class. Yeah. And we roasted him for the rest of his fucking life. But none of us thought like, man, maybe that was like not the nice right thing to do. No. Maybe we shouldn't have done that. And I'm like, I did that to people too. Like there were times where I like look back. There was this girl to this day, man, I think about her. Her name was Elise Matters. All right. I probably shouldn't say her name, but I did. Maybe we can bleep it out. Maybe not. (laughs) Um, Either way, she was so smart and she was like one of those people that, um, you know, her family was super religious and she was kind of, you know, she was just an odd girl at the time. And I remember we were in like seventh or eighth grade and we were watching Spartacus in history class. Like, the OG Spartacus. Yes. And uh, our teacher, his name was Mr. Reese, and he was the funniest fucking teacher I've ever had. Like, he was the kind of guy that was like, one time he was up on a bulletin board, like stapling something, and he literally tells the class, he goes, if I fall, do not get help. Do not say anything. I would like to stay there as long as I can. Hopefully I'll get yeah Yeah. whatever and I was like what the (laughs) fuck man but I'm like young and like this guy was so apathetic but so funny and so intelligent this teacher and like he was like do not get help don't say anything wait until the end of the period yeah he was like (laughs) I need a nap whatever like just just like the typical apathetic teacher whatever but we're watching Spartacus the original one in class one day and elite this girl gets up and like walks out during spartacus like she was like i can't handle it it's just too much for me or whatever and we were all kind of like dude you're fucking weird who gets up during a fucking movie in class you know like you're going to study and we like made fun of her and blah 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 but now i look back at it i'm like man i bet that girl is making so much fucking money right now (laughs) She's probably a fucking engineer living it up, like making all this fucking cash. She probably is. Yeah. And I, we I probably were, would have had the same reaction too. So yeah, don't worry. And we just like made fun of her. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like there are times like that that everyone remembers from some point in their adolescence where they're like, man, I really like jumped on the bandwagon and like I did I I was a shitty person or I shouldn't have made fun of that person oh yeah or I should have you know whatever it is and I don't know but I feel like that was the first moment for me um when I just straight up like get not giving a shit was a daily action where Mm -hmm. I was like do not let these fucking people know they got to you and that you're sad and that you're mad and blah, blah, blah. Like, because I was like totally ousted by every community in middle school at that time and nobody fucking talked to me. And the people that did talk to me, it was like, oh my God, why are you talking to her? Like, she's such a fucking slut. Like, you can't fucking talk to Tina. Tina's Tina's a druggie, <laughs> which I was. But uh, I was a druggie as a result of, of all things. of this trauma 
all right you and know see, but that Molly was like, would have been like let's have her over like little molly yeah. would have been like do you want to hang out at, at my house yeah <laughs> i'll be like hell yeah i'll bring like, some i probably wasn't as a badass a tina but i probably just would have been like do you want to do you want to play something with me i don't know <laughs> I be no like, idea. yeah let's play Guess what pill it is? Yeah. I stole all these <laughs> pills from people's houses and put them in bowls. And because I'm me, I'd be like, well, why don't you just explain to me everything that's here? And like, I don't know. That's how I always was. Is it like anybody that felt like they were an outcast? I was like, why don't you just you just come hang out with me? Long story short, because I know we got to end this. I what that kind of reminded me of when I was in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. It's just like what you said, casually not giving a shits in action. I don't know what came over me. But I was on the playground, and believe it or not, I actually wasn't that talkative as a child. Like, I kind of just, like, kept to myself, and I was always observing people more yeah. than actually, like... So, like, a lot of times my teachers would tell my mom, they'd be like, she's not talking enough in class. And my mom's like, fuck you, she's listening. And most people that are intelligent, because my mom was, like, has a master's, all of this, she was, like, in psychology and counseling. And she yeah. was like, most people that aren't, like, just, like, speaking their mind all the time, not that that's a problem, but... She's like, they're trying to understand the world and take around what's around them. So shout out to my mom for putting all these teachers in their place for like the longest time. Yeah. We were on the playground and I remember this guy, his name was Michael. I don't know where he is today, but he grabbed this girl named Monique by the, uh, by the collar and he called her the N word in front of all of us on the playground. And I don't know what it was, but I was like, if you can just imagine, I was in these Mary Janes, these corduroys, and my, like, private school sweatshirt. And I remember, like, being super dramatic, of course, and I stomped over. And I was, I grabbed him from behind, and this girl, like, looked in her eyes. She was like, oh, my God. Like, and I grabbed him, and I turned him around, slammed him up against the inner tube that was there, like, those tubes that you can climb through. Yeah. And this was, like, hard school, like, metal, because we were in the city. And I was like, leave her alone, you son of a bitch. And I slammed him, punched him in the nose, and he was bleeding. And he was like, he started crying. And I was like, yeah, keep crying or something. And it was like, I don't know where this came from. I don't know. So he ran up to this nun, because it was a private school. So And he's, like, bleeding. And he's like... Molly punched me in the face and called me a son of a bitch. And so, like, of course, this lady was like, Molly Ambergy? Like, this is not even the same person. She doesn't even talk in class. Like, she doesn't even talk in class. So she, she's like, Molly, come over here. You know, and he's, like, crying. And it wasn't, like, we'll say this. It wasn't like, you know, we're in kindergarten. So this wasn't like, How old? You know, or what grade was it? I was, so I was maybe, like, four or five years old. Wow. How I knew at son of a bitch, like, in my vocabulary is something of a type thing. But, uh. I that is very heavy it's very heavy and so she was like but yeah he was like it was just like a little bit of blood but you know at the time you know blood dramatic you know and she goes Molly like what happened so I told her what happened so I think she like understood like oh like she was just reacting to something that had obviously been wrong on his end as well because clearly he was getting something racially wrong from home that he was bringing to school and then I was obviously knew that that was wrong so I freaked out so this lady goes you know she was very nice I didn't go to the principal she just told me just don't punch people and she's like if you have a problem just come up to us and she goes I have to ask you like where did you learn son of a bitch from (laughs) like you know and I was like Oh, my parents. Oh, my God. My I mom love was that, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I love that she wasn't like, wow, how does all, how do all of these fucking kids know the N-word? Yeah, right. Like, what's happening? She's she like, you know, uh, son of a bitch is right. a really bad, <laughs> it's a really bad word. And um, 
You shouldn't have said it. You shouldn't have said it. I know. She was so nice. And then I transferred schools. But yeah, no one ever bothered me or hurt me ever again after that. I yeah. had so much respect. Then I went to a new school and no one knew I did that. So I was like, dang it. Yeah, you're like, I had the respect I needed. And then now I had to move. Dang it. You know, <laughs> I said son of a bitch once. It was really, <laughs> it really crushed. It really crushed. It was good. And then no one cared at yep. the other private school. So it's fine. Denman, do you have any last final words before we head out of here? Great work, ladies. Thank oh, you. wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, the co-owner of this space just uh, <laughs> gave us a big thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Tina, thanks for coming in today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just remember, uh, where can we follow you on social media? At Tina D-Ball. And it is spelled T-I-N-A-D-Y-B-A-L. For the record, I would have been like scared that I would have gotten in trouble by my parents for hanging out with you, but I would have been nice to you. Um, yeah, you, I was, it's funny because my parents were always like, oh man, there's certain friends of yours that we don't want you hanging out with, you know? And I'm like, I'm the bad kid <laughs> and you guys don't know that, you know? So. Uh, um, you also, probably gotten into trouble. Speaking of people to hang out with, Slop City. Want to yep. plug that for a hot minute? Yeah, uh, Slop City is a podcast that Libby Higgins and I do together. Uh, we are the co-hosts of it. We are the co-owners <laughs> of that podcast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, bitch. So uh, yeah, Libby Higgins is another wonderful fellow comedian. Has she been on this? Podcast? Not yet, but I want to get her on. Got to so. get her on. Yeah. But yeah, so. Libby. <laughs> Libby, do it. Do so it. yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a totally improvised, dumb podcast. There is absolutely no format. Nothing is off limits. It's very dumb. If it's you like very funny though. Fart jokes. Um, and then we talk about we talk about everything on there. So it's very dumb, very fun, and you can find it on all platforms. It Perfect. is again Slop City. Slop City, and I'm a fellow Slop City citizen yep. listener. You should casually subscribe. It's very funny. I uh, Every time I'm on a road trip, I'll binge all the episodes. A road trip meaning driving to Cincinnati to see my family. Mm -hmm. Nothing exciting. But you guys keep me going for five and a half hours. So Hell I appreciate yes. it. I'm like, Tina, Libby, okay. It's like being with my two girlfriends in one car. And I like it. It's very, very good. It's good. And uh, yeah, what I like about it is I can relate to it. So yeah. I'm like, surprisingly enough, I'm always just like, trying to find podcasts and I can't seem to find one that I can relate to a lot unless it's like a murder mystery one but that one which is great it's local so support it guys um, also remember you can casually subscribe to the casually molly podcast uh, remember to also like on Facebook and follow on Instagram one last thing I will be doing magic in the loo on March 13th with two very lovely magicians one of them being a friend of mine Amanda Lindsay and we will be selling the casually not giving a shit mug $13. who's the other magician so to be honest with you I don't know if it's been announced yet so that's why <laughs> it's Justin Wilman from Netflix magic for humans gonna be doing an indie room he sells out <laughs> theaters but he will be doing an indie room go to the show <laughs> yes yep. i love it all right cool thanks, tina all right thanks for having me bud bye bye